Welcome to Football 361 to 1. Delighted to be joined by Joaquin Gomez this week, a guy I first met back in 2014 on a coaching trip to Holland. We went to Feyenoord and AZ Antwerp that week, and in between sessions, we spent time talking about the game, um, sharing ideas. Um, and, but most of it, if I'm honest, I was listening to this guy because he was uh, incredibly intelligent, great experience, great ideas. Um, very, very passionate about the game and he seemed to engage in a way with everyone that um, demonstrated just what a good communicator he was and what a humble guy uh, he is. Um, I thought he was going to go on to a lot of success in English football and that's that's proved to be the case. He, he's worked at Brighton at first team level with Sammy Hopier before going to Derby with Paul Clement as an analyst. Then went back to Derby for a period of time working with both first team and, and um, the, uh, the under-23s, and then um, he went on to probably the most successful period of his career with Nathan Jones, uh, where they got promoted from League Two to League One at Luton Town, um, laid the foundation for another promotion, but just before they were promoted, um, they were uh, headhunted by Stoke, and they went to Stoke in the Championship, where things didn't work out for them. They've recently left there, but I think, by and large, he's had incredibly positive experiences in England. Um, I hope they've been happy times for him. I'm sure we'll find out more more in a moment. But uh, he um, he has an awful lot to offer, Joaquin, and I really see him as a guy who's at the forefront of the development of the game in, in England, particularly. Uh, his ideas, I'm sure, have shaped and influenced you know a lot of players and a lot of coaches. Uh, I'm interested to find out how English football has shaped him as well. Uh, the likes of Mick Harford and Paul Hart are guys from a bygone era in some respects, but I'm sure that they've they've influenced um, Joaquin in, in a really positive way as well. Um, and uh, I'd also like to look at the, the, the comparisons with Spanish football too. So um, an awful lot to cover with Joaquin, he's a, he's a terrific guy um, and uh, I hope you all really enjoy uh, listening to this interview. Thanks for all the feedback and the positive comments. Um, working with people like Joaquin, like Ian Richards, like, like Michael Beale um, has been um, fantastic for me as a, as a fan, as a coach um, and uh, I hope you're all enjoying um, their engagement as much as I am. Cheers. Gomez on uh, our Football 360 one-to-one -to -one today. Uh, hi, hi, Joaquin, how are you, mate? Hi, Kevin. Very well yourself? Very good, very good. Long time no see. Um, you've been a busy guy in the last five years and uh, really looking forward to um, discussing some of your experiences and your views in the next uh, in the next few minutes. But as... Sorry, say that again? Thanks for having us. Awesome, awesome. Delighted to have you here, mate. So um, I'm going to start with just a few questions, a warm-up, so to speak. Um, so, to begin with, your, your favourite team, uh, current or, or, or in the past? Um, when, I, when I grew up, the, the, the team that most um, excited me it was probably Brazil. Um, from the, 19s, the 90s or, or onwards, it, it was a team that it was wonderful to watch. And, and probably when you're a kid, what you focus on is in, the, in, in individuals, having people like like Roberto Carlos, Ronaldo, Ronaldinho, Danielson, Juninho, um, you know, Cafu. It, it yeah. was such a joy to, to watch. And, and they were the, the players that, you know, when, when you went out in the street and played in the street with your friends, they're, they're the ones that you wanted to, to replicate as kids, the, the, the little tricks and, and, and all that. And uh, that, that was probably growing up, the, the one, or one, when you're a kid, the one that, that I, I, I enjoy most. Then. As I move on, the one that I had the opportunity to watch, like, I, you know, a lot of people will answer the question going back in time. But yeah. don't read because you don't get, you, you haven't got to see and watch that team properly. Uh, sure. you know, 
wonderful teams in the 80s and the 70s and uh, but I, I wasn't I, I wasn't fortunate enough to be able to 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 watch them and to have watched that um, deeply but the one that they obviously were closer to me because I'm I'm from um, um, near near Madrid region um, I'm, I'm from Avila from, from a small village in uh, Sotillo de la Grada yeah and uh, the one that I went to watch live more often it was Real Madrid. That's the team that I follow uh, as a kid, and and in in you know in early two thousand early two thousand onwards, the, the the team of uh, of Galacticos as they uh, they call them in in Spain. It was it, it was really exciting to watch as well. And and again, you're growing up, and, and again you're looking for individuals. So you know, I mean, Raúl. Uh, Zidane, Figo, um, Guti, Carlos again, Guti, Guti. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it was just such a such a such a good team to to be watching. And Beckham came in. It was just uh, you know a, a wonderful time for 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 the club. And and, and you know that they they are the team. But then as you grow up and you start um, having a deeper interest about um, about football and and you start coaching and and, and, and you got to you got to to go to this, um, you know Guardiola and what he's done in the game and how he's changed um, people's perception and, and, and philosophies and and his Barcelona team is one of the best teams that you, that you can that you can think and not just that every team that he's taking since um, without being the same team without having the same concepts are the same style yeah. um, I've been I've been. I've been I've been wonderful to 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 watch, and they will be the ones that, that you can. And as a consequence of or as a consequence of that, probably um, obviously the Spain national team. I got to go with by yeah, by. Yeah, for sure, for sure. It had a knock-on effect, didn't it? From 2008 uh, with the um and then the Volsker to to cover, and they they use that that change, that shifting in in mentality, and and. Obviously, the call of, of players that came from Barcelona, as well as from other teams, and, and then changing uh, in ideas that, that 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 were happening in Spain. It, it just the, the exporting players abroad, uh, I think it, it helped us a, a lot. It, it was it was just a great a great team to watch, and obviously gave us a lot of trophies, two Euros, a World Cup, which uh, I'm pretty sure that it helped us, the Spanish coaches, um, and how we. Are perceived and, and probably to to have a, bit, a little bit easier since that. Yeah, then yeah. I mean, you, you you got the respect of yeah, you, you got the respect of the world. I think in that in that period and uh, and certainly being a being a British coach at that time was difficult to kind of look across uh, into continental Europe and and think how far ahead it felt like you guys were at the time. So I can get that for sure. So they they will, they will be my teams. I wouldn't be able to just put one on 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 my finger on one, but that that, that they they will be my teams. Awesome. And the and the, the the advert, the Nike advert in the airport, I guess for the Brazil team was probably about. It's what a young a young Joaquin probably would have looked at and gone, wow. I, funny enough, I, I couldn't I couldn't I couldn't sleep the other night, and I was on Twitter, and someone someone um, put the advert on on Twitter, and I retweeted it and put something on on it that. Adverts like that when you're a kid, it just it could it could have a big effect on your on your life. Huge, huge. I, I, I remember. I remember 
I remember going through through you know the furniture around my house with a ball on my on my on my feet trying to do the same tricks and and that was from me personally but up and everywhere in the in the world and and you know I, I think I think they, they they don't do that anymore and um, no. No, it's a shame. It's maybe, maybe, maybe there's a career in marketing after coaching for you, and you can you can go and do some of that stuff. So, um, cool. So, ne next question. Um, I'll go. I'll go on to you. You actually answered. You gave me some indication there, but you got a, a cup final with um, the best players in the world, the the most prestigious cup final in the world. You need a result in that ninety minutes. Which manager, past or present, would you choose to to go and try and get your result to win that trophy in that cup final? really process orientated so i probably would love to uh to do an interview process with a few of them and uh understand yeah. the of that team before uh before i uh, i got one of them for preparation but again i don't if if i want if if i if if it was a team that i had the time to prepare or that that coach was going to have the time to prepare for and a team that was coachable enough to prepare for that on only one game so you got to go with with uh, Guardiola probably if, if you got good skill you know skills in that that type of skills in your team if you got a different type of 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 player that are more physical probably you will go with Bielsa which yeah. is able to set up a team and to have a big impact in, in in a short period of time that they will be the ones that you that you do because of of um, the football that I would like to 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 see if if you had to pick uh, someone that is going to have an immediate um, impact and a team that has been trouble or is is in, in, in it's got it's got problems, you probably go for Mourinho, which yeah. is uh, probably the, the the one answer that you get you get all all the time. Yeah, you got yeah. a team that is is doing well and is. There's a reason. There's a reason why his name pops up, isn't there? Exactly. And if you've got a team, you know, the different circumstances, and you've got to understand the reality and the context of, the, of that uh, to to be able to make a decision. Uh, but then, if you've got a team that that is working well, and you've got good players, and you've got a man management, um, a good man, a people people uh, manager, you probably go for Ancelotti or other 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 Bosque. Uh, type of manager that you're going to make sure they're going to carry on the good things that have been have been done before, and and he's going to get the best out of them players for that specific game. So, yeah, um, cool. yeah. good, good. Okay, thank you. That's that's, that's good. So, Bielsa, I wasn't necessarily expecting that to come out. It's good, it's a good one. I, should, I don't know why, but um, okay. Final final question in the warm up. Um, little known fact about Joaquin Gomez that that no one will know, or very few people will know, unless they know you. Really. Um, uh, uh, I decided very really early to 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 move into university and 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 get an education that that will that will give me a good a good pathway and a good opportunity to 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 be somewhere where 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 I am now and where I want to go. Um, but um, for different reasons, and uh, don't ask me why uh, why I did it. My my first uh, step into university, it was into political science, um, okay. which he, he, I, I didn't like. It was only it's only about the year I had problems, um, I had a, an injury in my back, and, and to get into sports science degrees, 
in Spain, you got to go through a physical test and yeah. couldn't take them. So I decided, well, I'm just going to try this and, um, and I started university and trust me, um, I did go through the year and I passed all the uh, tests and, and all that, but it, it just wasn't for me and, um, and um, I had to make um, an important decision of changing it and, and go back to the first year and move into the sports science and, and, um, and obviously it, it, that's, that's what I was, was going to do. So it, 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 I had to do it, but yeah, then not many people know that. that, that, that <laughs> so, that, that so, so we could have had a different result in the general election last week if, uh, if working had, had followed a political career and we could have found a leader we all I'm believe. Sure, I'm not very political, as you see. Uh, <laughs> so I'm not, I'm not sure I would have had any, um, a good career and uh, I think you've done all right since then you've made some you made some good choices since then mate so it's good cool okay thank you for those that's a, re a really nice nice way to start um but I think we're now let's get into um the 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 the, the bones of uh, of the discussion I think to start off with what I what I'm interested and I'm sure a lot of coaches who who listen to this will be interested in is a little bit more about your pathway into profession into the professional game. I know you've done some work with uh, in junior football, um, obviously coached in, in lower leagues in Spain, but also when you came to the UK. The impression I get, and from from some very basic or hazy memories I have of conversations in the past, um, you you did a lot of, or you, you were willing to do a lot of different types of um, coaching role uh, in your early days in the UK, and I'd like to understand a little bit more about that and how you how that helped you. When as I said um, to you, uh, really early understood that my my football ability as a player wasn't gonna be the one that that will that will direct me to towards um, professional football, which it was something that from a really early age uh, I had in my mind that I wanted I wanted to be involved. You know, when you're a kid, you want to be a player, um, but but really early understood that you know. I, I was okay, but I was never going to make it as a professional. No, I, I was never going to get a good career out of it. So, went to university, did a sports science, um, the teaching degree, a um, couple of masters. Uh, at the same time, I'm rolling to a couple of masters. Well, well it, it just it, it's call it masters, basically, and and an extra type of uh, study after. They call it after university study. It's it's yeah. a di it's a different way that you call masters in Spain that, that in 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 England. It's, it, it it was all trying to cover different areas that was going to make you a little bit more complete in what I was yeah. trying to achieve. That in the end it was to be a football coach, and uh, at the same time I took I took my licenses. Uh, we had a, sp a special partnership with uh, with the um, with the national FA, which allowed me to 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 be taught by by. Some great professionals in, in, in the game in Spain, uh, national team managers in, in, the, in the younger groups in, the, in, in, in Spain, and it, it was it's a little bit different. We might might come back to it uh, later on, but um, the licenses, for example, in Spain, I've got a very uh, different approach, I think, to 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 what what we've got in England and and on which what it was. I was. You know what it was. He taught me. The, the the people there were there to teach you, give you knowledge about football, give you experiences, give you um, and a skill set to be able to to set up teams, to coach team at different ages, the um, the different levels, orientate or focus more on different stages of the or development. So so I, I did all that, and at the same time I was still playing and 
and, and trying to coach uh, as much as I could because I thought that that was what, what was going to give, give me the experiences that, that I needed. And at some point, uh, I was coaching a good level in Spain, but to be able, at the time, to be able to get a pathway in, in a, as a professional coach, it was very, very difficult in, in Spain because yeah. um, it wasn't perceived like that um, probably from, from, from outside, but there weren't many full-time positions in, in, in football in Spain and, and still nowhere near enough. I, 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 nowhere, near, nowhere near close to yeah. what we've got in England and, and the resources that we've got in England. And, uh, so it made me realise that with me and, and my girlfriend back then, my wife now, we always wanted to, to, to live abroad, to, live a, to, to learn a different language and, and decided to, to come over. Um, we left our jobs, my coaching jobs. I, uh, I was working in, in, a, in a hotel and in a, as a gym uh, instructor. And, you know, it, my wife had a good, good um, job as a, as, a, as a PA and, and it was a great decision for the two of us, but it was the right decision. It's something similar to what you've done. Yeah. Um, uh, in your in, in your in your life, and um, it's decided to come over and see the worst thing, the worst case scenario. We got in, tried to learn the language. Um, if in a year, a year and a half time, we hasn't worked out, we haven't been able to individually to find um, a pathway for our our professional careers. We will just come back and we we'll have the language and the experience and the experience of different levels. And, and you know, we were I was very young at the time. Coaching, coaching wise and what I thought I was prepared to do, I wasn't going to get opportunities because I was perceived too young. I was, uh, at the time when we came in, it was 23, 24, I was already worth for pro license and I had done my qualifications, I had done my university and I had done a lot, which um, gave me um, some degree of uh, preparation to, to be able to get the things I wanted to get, but I wasn't you know, now I can see that I wasn't prepared. I didn't have the experience. I didn't have the. Did you think you were at the time? Huh? Did you think you were at the time? Yeah, yeah. When you're young, um, when you're young, you think that you know it all, and 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 you think that you that you prepare for different things. And probably you will step up and you get the opportunities, and 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 you might be. You don't know until you get opportunities. But I, I, I thought I thought this. So, but we decided to come over and. and and to that approach, it was a really difficult time to start with. We thought that we that we spoke a little bit of English, done in the university and, and English academies in Spain. But it's, it's as you you know, it's a very it's a very difficult thing, and you only will learn the language a language properly if you live in abroad, and you need to 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 learn it because otherwise you just get a little bit of. Um, uh, knowledge about, about the language which you're never able to speak or understand properly so it was really really tough at the beginning and and we had to do all sort of things we brought into um english academy we 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 obviously the savings went out the window very quickly and we had to work we had to work in different restaurants we had to do um you know a lot of different things that he he made us struggle um as individuals, as a couple, and but we, we got through it, and it's, it's been a, a massive part of our of, of our lives. And and um, I think it's great. I think it's great. Though. I mean, obviously, the reason I asked the question is because I think there's a lot of people out there who 
who have to make those sacrifices, who might be in, in they might be sat in restaurants, in bars at the moment, working to supplement the income that they get from coaching. And, and um, I, I know obviously that the conversion rates are low, not, not as low as they are when for players, but it's a similar scenario, I think, these days. It's so competitive. And, you know, I'm pretty sure that you'd be an inspiration in that respect, you know, part, partly it, because... It, 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 works for, it works for everyone. It's not yeah. just coaching, you know. Um, you you got to pursue what, what, what you want to do and you've got to make decisions along, uh, you know, uh, through your life to, to make sure that you that you give the best chance possible to succeed and what you want to succeed. And that was what we decided at the time. We, we came over and then what it was important is that I think I was close to lose the focus because once I just start, we started getting a living and working here and working there. And I, I, I tried everything to to get a better vocabulary. So turn up in Sunday Sunday late parts and ask if I could come in and join them and a bit. Um, started asking if I could I could I could get in and and do sessions for free and and all all those sort of things that. I, I never lost. I never lost the focus that that's what I wanted to do, and that's what I wanted to to get into. And I was prepared, as you said, to do whatever it, t it took to prepare yeah. myself to give me a better chance. It, you know, it could. I could have done the same, and and people could do the same, and might not be able to 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 then get the opportunity. But luckily, where where we decided to go and live in Brighton is just it's an unbelievable city with unbelievable people. Is so a very cosmopolitan sure. that embrace people from from other places and from different cultures and and, and it was great. I got an opportunity to to start um, and to start working in part time, very casual uh, ways with with a with a, com a soccer a football soccer company, um, five ways um, uh, Saturday soccer uh, company, which. Um, the owner and and, and and a person that he was he was employed that uh, had uh, gave me the opportunity to come in and it was difficult I, I couldn't speak a lot so yeah. you know, they gave so me we're talking about what two, 2010 2009 ish yeah in 2010 and uh, this might have been it took us about a few months 10 to 12 months to start getting a little bit of contact proper contact in in football and, and on delivering sessions or, yeah. or helping people to deliver sessions and, and to start talking about football a little bit more, um, feeling more comfortable with the with the language and uh, and and that company and then um, uh, Brighton and Hope Albion in the community um, after many many trust me many many uh, uh, CVs sent to many clubs um, and, and and no response. Um, gave me an opportunity to start coaching. I started coaching, I think, in um, the under sevens, which was a great thing for me because it's a, the kids at that age are, are like sponges. They take everything in, and, and, and also the important thing for me at the time is that they don't judge. So if I didn't know how to say something, I asked them, or they would tell me if I was struggling. So it was it was really good time. And then from then on, I started to 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 get more and more opportunities and that's one of the things I'm most grateful I think uh, the system um, in England is is, is very rewarding if, if you put the, the time, the effort, 
the work ethic and you saw that you, you, you work well, you get opportunities and you go, you can progress in, in your career. And, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I've, I've, especially at Brighton, I did every, every age group uh, role, um, women's and girls um, um, side of, of, of the, um, of the of the club, then the academy, moved into the academy, walked through 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 the uh, the ranks in the academy until I get an, an opportunity to start working and have contact with the first team. So is uh, it's just probably you know as a as a, as a journey and as a process of how how much I learn and the people that I was able to 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 share um, my work and. and and, and experiences, it, it was probably the best, you know, the best nice. time, most important, the most important time in, in my in my in my journey, and 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 one that I really really enjoy. Good, good for you, good for you. Really, really inspirational, really inspirational stuff. I, you know, I think, yeah, that's a, it's, a, it's wonderful to hear that and to see someone who's who's been from, yeah, from fairly you know basic level and um, not even really speaking the language properly to, to get to where you've been in the last few years is an incredible I, journey I, I, I always I always get um, people from especially from Spain obviously because I'm from, I'm from Spain asking me about um, about it and I always try to, to take the time to it's not it's very difficult and I sometimes I reply um, a long time after I got the message, but I always try to to help people in the best the best I can. And a lot of people ask me, "Well, how can I get into into coaching in England?" And I say, well, "If you want me to be honest, this is a very difficult thing to do because to get into it uh, is uh, is very very difficult because you don't know the coaches, you don't have an understanding of how football works in England." And that's a very part, a very important part of it to be able to start and to get your your, your foot in it. And uh, the the only advice I can give is that you've got you've got to be able or, or or to be prepared to give everything and to leave everything there and move here and make sure that you learn the language and get an understanding before yeah. you be able to to get opportunities because uh, otherwise the only way to to get in in here if you want to work in here is to come in with someone uh, no, no. A, a very good position so uh, yeah. but that's the only advice that I can give to people that but, but on on that I mean I, I have a theory that um, you you will compare yourself with an English person who had had the same academic background as you same learning process same same kind of development pathway up to the point of 23 years old for example I think as a Spaniard, and we can go back to the, the, the golden age of Spanish football and, and the way that we in the UK looked across enviously. And I, I think that would, my assumption is that that would have helped you. Um, and, and I know from my experience here, um, I, I people probably look at me as uh, exotic is probably the wrong word, but someone who, who, who comes in with a different approach and a different style and people stand up and take notice because it's different to what they're used to. And perhaps English football is... I hope be, being respected more than it was in that, that age. Would would you agree with that? I think it's changing completely, and uh, um, I think I, th I think what, what is happening now uh, with technology, with social media, with um, we live in, in in a world that everything is very accessible. So it, it, it's 
more and more often we are going to realize that there's not I, I think in the future it's not going to be Spanish football or English yeah. football or German football it's going to be football it's going to be yeah. there are going to be different philosophies different ways of working different ways of approaching the game but it's going to be down more down to organizations and individuals more than the the, 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 the where you're from uh, but to answer the question I think it's completely changing. I think more and more often you find uh, where before it was um, English coaches coming to Spain to, to visit academies, to, to, to learn how the methodology in Spain, in Spain was in different clubs or different organizations. More and more often you find that it's the other way around now. Uh, I've got a lot of visits from Spain, from, from academy football to non-league football to the top, the, the, the top uh, coaches that are, are coaching first division and the second division that are um, willing to learn what is being done and what has been done in, in the recent years in, in, in England. And I think it, it we, I don't like to say you because I, I, I've, I've, I've been part of, of, of the environment and the culture that I'm in now. And I think we, we have got a very, very good coaches in England. Yeah. Uh, and coaches and players and they're, they're more and more prepared as time goes on and, and, and it's being perceived in a different way abroad. And you can see players now going abroad and um, going to Germany, um, going to Spain, going to 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 Italy. You know, it's, 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 it's changing and I think it's only going to help and, and there are more and more coaches and people that will be uh, uh, have the same type of mentality that you that we want to go abroad and, and, and live a different experience and you know have the reverse journey to what I've, I've had and, and, and it will be possible because because as I said uh, English football is, is, is very well thought um, abroad. That's amazing so mate, it's great to hear that from someone who, who really understands it and, and, and is living it. Um, I mean I, I, I think one thing I wanted to say to you and I'm, I'm interested to see, hear your view on I kind of see Spain as two-tier, really, really two-tier, whereas as, as in the UK, some of the methodology that you're seeing at the top of the game is actually funneling down to the grassroots game, slowly, slowly, but you see more consistency all the way through, whereas for me in Spain, I think I'm right in saying that there's really only maybe 25 academies, as you would call the 90 academies or 92 or whatever it is in the UK, and then, you know, Segunda B and Tissera clubs, you know, some of them have youth setups, but they're no different. In some, and in some instances, they're not as successful, certainly results-wise, as the good grassroots clubs. Um, so I see at the top, and, and when people come across to great coaches from the UK will come across to see um, the practice and, and the methodology at somewhere like Villarreal, for example, or Valencia, or, or the, the, the El Clasico clubs. Um, they love that, and they think that that's a, that's actually a reflection of all the Spanish football. Whereas actually, once you drop below that twenty or twenty-five clubs, it's a completely different game, and, and and very different, almost taking you back to what English football was like twenty years ago. That's my perception. I mean, how how, how would you respond to that? Would you agree? Um, um, partly, uh, partly. I think in uh, in I think the strength in um, in uh, football development in Spain. It comes actually from from that second tier, yeah. Uh, because they are the ones that source the bigger the bigger clubs and the and the better academies. Okay. It's a way of working. Yeah, it's completely different. Ones that you move from that to that, but um, but 
is is in 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 England. I, I see that that two levels as well. Uh, okay. The way of the way the way of working in that in that development uh, phase, it might be similar because um, you know as as as, as a triple thing, for example, a product of, of what uh, the, the you know all 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 the things that have been developed uh, through the FA and and yeah. the league. Uh, you know, it's been they, they've gone towards a um, an English DNA and, and a way of working, and I think that's a very good thing to get more consistency in the way that you produce flats. But the reality is that you either are in a professional academy or not. If yeah. you're not, you're in grassroots clubs. Uh, the reality with grassroots clubs is that the time contract that you get um, uh, for a 12-year-old that is in, in, a, in a local club to a 12-year-old that is in a, in, in a, in a normal academy, a yeah. K2 academy, the difference is massive. Yeah. Uh, resources are, are, are so different and, and the gap between them two individuals that might not be their, their ability and the potential might be similar which is he didn't make it to start with into that academy and every time that, that, that gap be, becomes bigger and bigger because of what they're exposed to in, 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 um, to go to, towards Spain that doesn't, that doesn't happen because I no. think the core of of uh, grassroots, what you would call grassroots, grassroots uh, football in Spain, is very, very strong because yeah. you will have um, that under 12 that is not on Malaga, for example, you know, and it might be in Rincon, Rincon de la Victoria FC. Yeah. That that player is having the same contact time, possibly. Yeah, no, that's my experience. One day, Malaga might train six times or be at contact time six times a week. Yeah. And the one in Rincón de la Victoria that might be three leagues be below in, 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 in the rank is having maybe five and, uh, yeah. uh, and still if you go and ask that coach, that coach probably he got a degree, uh, he got good licenses, he got a um, good level of uh, coaching education and he's as, as maybe not as prepared but closer um, that, that, that what it would be the difference between Russell club and, and academy club and I think that is very important. Um, and then there are there are all the um, cultural uh, aspects that you have to have in consideration. Um, some things are, are very good in one in one side. For example, in England, you're almost a professional footballer when you're at really really uh, at really young age. You are under 15. You might be six times a week. Um, you might be missing school twice yeah. because you got day release. Um, if you start joining in with the under 16s even more um you know and, and when you move uh, for me one of the biggest shock that, that i had when i was working in, in when i started working in academy football it, it, it was um, that step between under 16 to under 18 you 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 go from having uh an under 16 team of 18 players for example to pick the best six to join into an under 18, uh, under 18 level, yeah. all them repercussions that you got, all the players that you miss, uh, might be too early to decide whether they are going to be professional footballers sure. or not, as well as you taking them out of the school, uh, or they might start different education to what the, the peers are the same age and the friends are doing. Um, you know, them all implications, they, 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 they're working really, 
they're under a change, but they're working in football already because they're in and yeah, yeah, it's their job. It's their first job. Yeah. Eight o'clock in the morning until four o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. That time. So it, it, and for me, that is a really important aspect. That sometimes when I speak about youth development uh, football, it, is, it doesn't get talked uh, enough. I think where if you go again to the other side, to not just Spain but all the European European clubs, you got an under sixteen team with twenty four players, maybe. Then you move us any other year into uh, an under 18 or the bracket of the under 18s, you'll be under 17s with the core of that, of that, of that team. that moving, keeping the same schedule, the same training in the afternoons, or yeah. um, they don't miss anything uh, in, in, the, in, the, in the childhood. And, and as well as you keeping the core and you, you yeah. giving yourself extra time to, to work with them players to see whether yeah. they work. As well as um, a, a, an average um, uh, grassroots team in Spain, in that bracket where in England you would have an under 18 group, under 19, you've got 20 players, for example, uh, split in between 17s and 18s. Yeah. Spain, you actually might have three squads. You're under, we call it uh, juvenil. You yeah. have a B, a B, and a C. Yeah, and so you're retaining you're retaining those players so you can see see their development and give them a chance to develop. Under 18 and under 19, and you've got an extra three years to keep developing them players and to make yeah. sure that they and they only going to go professional and start training and working in football when they move into the B team or the or the professional um, or development or professional development phase. And uh, yeah. and I think that is a really really important aspect. Yeah, that's a good point. Your, your development that uh, that I don't, I don't think. It, it gets talked, talked enough. Um, of course, then 20 players that you've got in the under 18s in, 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 a, in, a, in England are going to have better opportunity than the others in Spain because you're going to have a better coaching, more professional um, exposure to, to football. But it, it might be controversial, but you, you're buying 20 tickets of lottery and they are buying. 60 odd, yeah, yeah. And, 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 but, and, but sorted that there's a there's a hierarchy within those 60 players that is dog eat dog. It's it's competitive. It's whereas the 20 players are, 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 are kind of wrapped in cotton wool. I and think it will be very difficult. It will be very difficult to understand for for whoever is listening to to picture in their head what 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 that means and how that works, but. Yeah. Uh, I think I think that stage be, between the end of um, um, uh, the under 16s to that bracket between the under 16s to to under 21s football uh, is a really important age where you can still keep developing. You got people, um, you got you got players and and, and, and people and person that uh, in the, on the person side of things that develop at different stages and and. And you know, people, um, you know, you see them on the media, on the media every every day. Oh, you got released by that club and that club. It's, it's not. It's not. It's not. Therefore, they 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 just trying to make the best decision possible at, at the time uh, and the most um, objective and 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 informed decision that you could you could possibly make. But I. I, I was I was on the internet 
earlier on and, and, and I sort of player that he's, uh, I used to work with when I was um, uh, taking the under-15s and it's a player that he was developing slower than the rest of them and we could see that, that we had a, a number of players that we were going to give scholarships um, yeah. and as early as when he was 15 we all we, we started what we didn't want is, is for him to come as a surprise that he, he could potentially be released with the under-16s we said in the under-15s years he said, we don't think that you're going to be able to get it. If you want to stay, stay in, keep the, your development and give it the best chance that you, that you can. And we're not saying, that, no, we're not going to give you that, that scholarship. But we don't think for what we can see that, that, that you're going to get it. And it, it's one of them things that I, I'm so happy that we were not right. Because that player decided to stay. He, he was resilient. He said, no, I'm, I'm going to work. I'm, I'm going to walk through it. I'm going to try it. I'm going to give you the best chance. He not only got a scholarship, uh, one year after, he got, he got a professional a professional contract and he's already playing in League Two and, and he's playing in, 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 in Holland now, in the, you know. So, it, yeah. but it's just an example and there's, there's hundreds of examples every day. And, um, and I think, I, I think it's very difficult because he goes into the core of, of the culture um, um, in how people see football in England, but I think it, it, there was something that adjusted that them them steps between um, in those in those stages of the development. I think it it, it, it would be it would be a benefit for for the quality and the number of, of players that, that that clubs and and, and the country will produce. To, to retain to retain them for longer is effectively yes. what you're saying. Yeah. 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 as well as as having a. a, a a lesser impact um, in the lives because the reality is that when when you sign on a scholarship, probably two, three, four players are going to make it as a professional if lucky. Yeah. But all of them are going to be people that are going to be in the real world. Some of them uh, get since they are in the sevens to their they are in the eighteens. All they know is football. Yeah. Uh, spend so much time. Uh, the parents invest so much time and effort in, in, in taking them through them, them stages that when, when they release, they don't know different. Nah, don't I, think, I think football's more responsible now with that process. Yeah. You know, I, know, I know that the clubs are, are, are preparing them for life, for, for life after football better, but it's still got a long way to go, for sure. It is, because if, if um, you know... Um, You've got to be able to make your own decisions and, and, and to be uh, well informed when you're under 16 and you get told whether you want to study um, um, you know, coaching, your coaching budgets or, or do a little bit of a studies as well as football, that is what you really want to do. Yeah. That's what you're going to take. That's the easy option. Uh, it will take a lot of courage for younger, younger kids at that, for young kids at that age to say, no, no. As well as football, I want I, I want to keep going to college and I want to go to university. Yeah. Uh, in, in Spain, you don't get that option because you have to go through um, another two years of yeah. of of um, school, and, okay. and then you have a better view whether you want to go to university to do yeah. another another course. And, and I, th I think I think it's um, football is sometimes hard. Uh, on that side of things and, and might have big impact in, in, in lives um, that we don't get to see because, you know, we, we're going to keep working with the ones that stay in the system. 
but we don't often get to see what happens to the ones that, that don't. So I think um, it's changing and um, more and more clubs are, are, are very are putting plans in, pay, in, in place to make sure that they they control that and they help uh, the kids to, you know, to, to when they are, go out in the, in, the, in the real world that they um, prepare for it and, and that they're good people. That's the main thing. Yeah, yeah, that's important. I say more, more responsible, sure. Okay, I'm going to change tack slightly. I'll give you two names that you've worked with in English football: um, Mick Harford and Paul Hart. Two guys who have um, big reputations and well known by probably the generation before, uh, at least if not two generations before, or even three. Um, but for me, that they they and I mean. Use Mick Harford as an example. I mean, I remember uh, my, my, my family's from the northeast. My roots, the roots of my family are in the northeast of England, uh, where he's from. Uh, and I, and I, I've been sat in a pub with some of his family. Um, and the world that they come from is, uh, is yeah, it's, it breeds tough people. Uh, and it breeds a mentality that translated into, into 80s football, I guess. Um, that was just something else. Now he's stayed in the game, and, I, and I've always wondered, not knowing him personally, uh, how his journey, how he's found his journey, but also how he's influenced people like you who've come in and, and are improving English football. And I'm really interested to find out how you found Mick and 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 also Paul Hart as well. I know he's a great coach and great great experience. The, the two of them, what well, is is a privilege to to. To, to to work with people people like, like them because the experience that they've got um, both of them are very different yeah had different experiences um, work with different people and 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 they are very good at different things uh, but the children have got vast experience and on everything they've seen everything in the game they they yeah. they, they they love talking about the game um, don't like talking about themselves. As soon as you you, you pay them uh, compliments, they're not not gonna like that. But they 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 they, they got a massive impact in, in in anyone's career. Players, coaches that are you know that have been in contact with, with them, and I, I just feel um, really lucky to have had the experience to be working with with, with people like that. Uh, uh, Paul has been has been um, he's been a mentor, uh, not just for me but for Nathan. Uh, yeah. That's, that's that's the role I would say that he, he, he has, and as well okay. as, as well that with the players, um, he's, he's done all the coaching that he had to do, um, and, and his life, and, and he's got a different interest now, and uh, and he's, you know, his 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 track record on, on producing players is is incredible, and um, his his knowledge of the game, and and he's the one that. Um, it keeps it keeps you grounded, and he, he, when you start having all these crazy ideas, I would like to do this. It's, yeah, but you got to make sure that you that you know the basics of the game. They're very yeah. important. And I, I, I've, I, that's that's the more, the biggest thing that I've learned with them: the basics, the the, the core important things of football, not just uh, technically or physically, but as uh, in values. And and um, that's what make on that side of things is is, is very. He's very good. Uh, he's a natural in in a, in a football environment. He's yeah. he's um, he, really really funny. <laughs> he's, he relates to players really really well. 
um, he, he, he can see, in, the two of them, they can see on people's eyes because they've seen it so many times, what, what might be going through, through players' heads. And, you know, uh, it's, 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 been, it's been an important, an important thing in, in, in my career, what I can, I can say as an individual. Um, um, Make now he stay at, at, at the club, and he, he, I think he, um, I was really happy to see him um, finish the work that, that we had started um, together um, at the club. And you know, and they had a vision uh, not that long ago when they were in the conference, uh, yeah. the the group Luton uh, 2020, uh, of where they wanted the club to be when when that. Uh, 2020 um, uh, arrived and they're very close. They're very close, and it's an unbelievable, uh, unbelievable achievement. It's, it's credit to the club and the people that are working in it. And uh, I, I was personally really, really happy to see that that they could they could finish the 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 the, the, the work that, that that we all started together and uh, and especially the day started before we came came in and and. For Mick to be the, the face of it at that time, and it, as I said in the press, and many times he's not interested in coaching or doing that, but he was the best person that you could think of at that time just to carry on and to, to, to make sure that, that they, the, the, the lads on the pitch completely what they were capable of and, and what we were in course of, of, of doing, and, and, and I did that really, really well. Um, I, I, I think I think uh, Luton, Luton probably got a lot of independent kind of fans, maybe as a result of that, because Harford is well known um, uh, throughout footballing circles for, for for everything he's achieved in the game as a player, and and probably does represent maybe the, a generation that that maybe hadn't been aware of Luton, um, and as soon as he's at the forefront and he's the flag bearer for the club. I think that I'm sure there were a number of kind of floating fans who might have been willing him on and willing Luton Town on to, to get that promotion. Um, and obviously, you know, I, I'd, I'd been following them obviously in, in, in your progress as a result. So I, I was already I was already on the journey to some degree, but um, I know a lot of people were, were pleased for him as well. So. No, cool. it's, a, it's a great club they're going to keep uh, developing and hopefully once that they, they get um, all the plans that they wanna they wanna get is, is only wanna get better because the fan base and you know the big part and, and how the massive yeah, yeah. the club is is only only gonna take them forward. Cool. Okay. So let's talk just a, a little bit about working in the championship at Stoke. Um, so w one question I wanted to ask you: Did you did you come up against um, Leeds and Bielsa when you were when you were there? Yeah. 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 So how was that? First of all, not not as a coach, but as a football fan and, and, and a kid, probably who'd looked at Marcelo Bielsa. Um, what did it feel like being 20, 20 meters away from him? I'm I'm very um, um I, I I try to be very cool on everything. In <laughs> um, so I mentioned to you before in other conversations, where I never get too high or too low. So I tried to keep as uh, as cool as uh, as I could. Um, but yeah, it was just, it was really early in that and I. And our time at Stoke, yeah. and um, I think it was the third game, and we had lost uh, the first couple, uh, couple of games, and we we realised how difficult that 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 time it could be, and uh, it was it was really it was one of the highlights because watching watching them and preparing for the game, 
uh, with, with, with the Gaffa, you just can't, couldn't see how you could could beat them because at that stage uh, they were they were flying and, and the style of play and how they prepared them to play specifically for every every team and the way that you might play it just makes it really really difficult for any team and you know they might get they're all at that result but it's really really difficult to to play and, and it was a great experience we talked and talked about how we could approach the game and ended up going for something that we thought it was going to give us a good chance and ended up winning the game and it was our first, our first win in there and 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 it's uh it's it's, it's, it's probably it's probably uh, the highlight of um of, of our 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 time in there and okay so just on that just on that um you see this sometimes but tactically how did you go about it just just briefly um it they um people that study um his teams his, uh, his teams are are uh, in terms of physicality, energy, they just they're on another level because they train on another level. It, it requires so much of them that it's, it's very difficult. So um, they do dominate games, but the intensity of the runs and the amount of runs and and and, and movement of his team are very very difficult. So um, also he will adapt to any change information that you do. So. Yep. It, for the ones that I've studied, Bielsa, you know that you know you play that, you play that, you play that, you play that. So we just tried to move into a formation that we hadn't played before. So it, it, it was maybe maybe put them on the on the back foot a little bit because uh, I think at the time it was all like a spy game um, uh, stage and yeah. uh, you know it was uh, well vocal about how much he had. <laughs> so he so could have put as many resources into into checking you guys out as he could do a few weeks before. Yeah, what? Yeah, what? Uh, obviously, I was three games or uh, two games in in uh, in there, but what all all the uh, previous season at Luton and uh, you know, so we just tried to to make it as difficult and uh, different as we could. So um, yeah, going through through what um, strengths and weaknesses that they had. He, you could you could rarely find an open play goal conceded. Um, the main the, the main goals that they conceded were mainly the counter attack uh, in transitions uh, yeah. because they commit some some many people forward and they want to press you that high and they will they will um, take players out of, out of position to make sure that not none of your players are able to turn in front of in front of in front of you. Um, that might leave a space in behind. So if you use that well, you could you could hurt them. And the other the other thing that we saw it was in set play. So we we set up the team uh, to do to to be able to do that. Um, set them up in a formation that will allow us to do that as well as containing them because they were uh, free flowing uh, team at, at the moment, scoring lots of goals with a lot of rotations. So uh, we had to cover a lot of. Um, a lot of spaces on that, a lot of uh, movement in the half spaces, especially and runs from there. So um, at the time, um, I remember we went with a with, with a back three or back five um, to make sure that we them half spaces were covered and, and just yeah. make it difficult for them. And uh, it, it, it worked out. I think um, one of the goals came from a from a second phase, and the other one. Um, and an important stage of the game it was from a counter attack. We got one of the centre half sent off. So it, 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 you know, it, it, 
it it was a it was a good test, and we've we've played them a couple of times after um, this year. Uh, lost, uh, tried to prepare specifically for that moment that we were that we were going through, and, and and they were just better. They were better than us in the league, and then we played them again in the same week um, uh, away from home at Leeds, and um, uh, and we were very good on that day, and um, ended up I think we were two two nil up and. They got a draw at the end, and then we we went to penalties and and, and, and beat them in penalties. So, um, so you got yeah. you got a winning record. You've got a winning record. But, but it, it just that that is the beauty of, of be working at, at that level that, that you get yourself tested and and you get your 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 ability and and and, and your players' ability to, to be tested. To I think is is safely one of the best. If, if 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 not uh, top top uh, because if you hear about uh, all the all the top coaches and coaches that are coming from that especially from South America and Spain many of them base part of their philosophy somehow and uh, in and him and how he approaches the game and it's it's, it's, it's a it's a remarkable remarkable coach great great and I I think he's you know I think he's himself kicked on and learned from, from last season. Leeds look that little bit better this year from what I've seen of them. And they, they, it feels to me like they're prepared for the whole journey this year rather than maybe 75% of it last year. I think so. I'd be very surprised if they don't get promoted. Yeah, me too. Me too. Okay, so what I, what I wanted to, to ask you now is a little bit more about, about your preferences when it comes to coaching and developing players. Where, where, do, you, where do you like working best? Where, where, where are your best kind of memories in terms of your coaching career so far? So, you know, whether that's working with professional development phase or younger groups or, or the first team level, you know, what are the differences and why do you like it so much? I, I, I think anything, as, as, as everything in football, I, th I think it's about prioritising. So, depending on what, um, where you're coaching uh, in terms of country, you've got to prioritise and make sure that you cover different things because of the culture, because of the type of players, the type of um, weather, many yeah. things contribute into, the, into that. Uh, and it's the same way, um, different level that, that you might play in the professional, uh, that you might coach in the professional football, is not the same coaching in, um, in non-league, that in the Premier League. Um, yeah. And all through it, it changes slightly, so you just got to identify what, you, what your priorities are. And it's the same in development football. So depending on what stage of your development you've got to prioritise what is the best thing to do and what percentage of what you've got to cover and what you've got to, to, be, to be working on. Uh, my preferences, uh, I love working with young people uh, and young, young players because I think that's where you can make the biggest impact, um, especially towards the, uh, the, um, the end of that journey when you can refine and make sure that they, they, they young, young players are prepared to, to step into the uh, professional environment. Um, um, not just um, what you're going to coach them, but how you're going to prepare them as, as people, um, how you're going to prepare them to be coachable, to be more aware of the game, to understand the game, to, to behave. To how you're going to behave when you walk into a first team, um, sure, sure. which is very, very important and, and at times it, it gets forgotten. Um, so I love that, but you know, working in a first team level might give you that opportunity because you get the end of that development. So depending on where you are and how much time you've got, 
but um, I, I, you just can't beat the feeling of preparing your team and and and, and, and creating something special, uh, a first team environment that allows you to compete well and, and to the week to week. Uh, the, how you prepare from one game to another. For me, I, I'm a very um, process orientated, uh, and, and I just I, I, I'm very passionate about how to define and how to to make sure that within that bracket between one game to another, you're able to cover everything, to teach, to yeah. to 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 prepare physically, mentally, uh, tactically, uh, technically, uh, as well as if you're preparing for that game that you're facing and that, that, that you pressure to be to to be getting a result, um, you're also working within your philosophy, so you having a longer or a wider uh, perspective. So you keep yeah. developing that that team throughout a period of time. Um, so I think it, my, my preference is, is is towards that uh, back end, uh, but you know I've I've, I've had the, the opportunity to walk through all all the uh, all the age groups and, and you know I love working with, with with kids with young kids but that towards the end of that of that uh, development is, is the what it motivates me at this moment in time uh, more so so on on that um, a natural kind of next step or next question is in a, in a lower level in the game you can influence more you don't need to delegate as much you can probably you know, particularly someone who plans as well as you do and who's as focused and probably works as hard as you do. You can probably affect a lot, you know, from first team level to professional development phase to even influencing, you know, what's going on in the academy. When you get higher, when you go to Stoke City as an example, probably a step up in terms of the size and infrastructure and the number of stakeholders that you're responsible for or to, you know, what, how do you, how do you perceive the difference between the two, and, what, and what's your kind of what's your way of dealing with that? It, well, it, it's just different everywhere. The, the you know, every club is different. Every every type of group of players that you've got is different. You just got. Um, but, but you get what I mean. Because what I'm getting at is, is almost like a cultural thing. Because I feel like um, there's managers out there who probably enjoy working at the very top level because of the the. the um, the exposure, but perhaps at their heart, at their essence, maybe Brendan Rodgers is an example. He probably has to do more media commitments that allow him to work with young players in his in his heart, what what he what he loves doing, his passion, and and that balance must be difficult. I think the higher you go, that's the more difficult part of um, a manager's a manager's job. Um, I think uh, you know I, I can't give you enough. <laughs> Uh, insight on that because uh, I haven't been exposed to, uh, to that but uh, for what I see for the managers that I've been able to work with and, and um, that that is the most difficult part of it how you balance it all out and and, and that, that's why it's important that you cover yourself and, and surround yourself with good professionals so you can delegate yeah. to them uh, but if, if, if you love development and you love develop players and Brendan Rodgers is a, is, a, is a perfect example. It, it doesn't matter on what level you're working. Yeah. If you're working with the under 18s, you want, want to develop. Maybe your impact might be bigger, but you got to a first team level and it shows um, as well as other managers. And, you know, um, Nathan is, is a perfect example as well. 
or doing it at different levels of the professional football as well as uh, development football when he was in the under-21s is that, that you can teach, you can, you can educate, you can prepare players, you can develop players without having to think too much about how old they are and because I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of taking people out of their comfort zone. Yeah. Uh, and when you do that, it doesn't matter what business you're in, in what reality you're in, how old you are, where you're from, if you take yourself out of your comfort zone, you're going to learn, you're going to keep developing. And, um, and and you can do that in any stage of, that you're working on. I, I think that's the beauty of um, working at first in level or, or that back end of, 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 of um, or top, top end of football is that, that I, I believe that you can you can still do it and you can have a big impact and um, and, um, and that's that's the beauty of our job as well as a as a, a difficult part of it. But um, but yeah, it's it's, it's, it's um, yeah, it's, that's 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 what I think. Nice, nice, nice. That's, I mean, uh, I, you, you know, your passion for, for developing players is, you know, I can, I can feel it inside you and it's kind of, you know, like I say, when, when you talk about Brendan Rodgers there, I, I, I think he's a really good example and, and yeah, I kind of saw your body kind of just go a little bit like that when I mentioned his name and, and that process because it's clearly something you're passionate about. Um, okay, so on that note then in terms of your, your, your preferences, what, what's your preferences for the future? Where do you, where do you want to go in the game, um, both location-wise as well as as well as the types of roles. Again, because that's my philosophy in life, that you've got to get yourself out of your comfort zone to be able to keep developing and keep learning. So where that is, you've got to, to, to study and, and, and make sure that you've got somewhere where, where I'm individually and whatever that team is or the group of people that I'm going to, I'm going to be working with, that I've got that opportunity to to, to, to keep putting myself out of my comfort zone and and, and, and keep keep developing what the future holds you you, know, you never know um, I will probably say that I would love to be a manager one day um, I have that opportunity and and, and test myself and um, on, on, on that massively difficult job that 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 it is but I think that's something that I will I aspire to, I aspire to do um, Always, uh, but I always want to. Um, I also want to 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 keep making an impact wherever wherever I am. Uh, that's yeah. an important part of it as well. And uh, and in terms of, of location, um, you know, then then these different things might come in <laughs> a week, six months, year, or five years, or ten years. You never know what that is because you never know what opportunities you're going to have and you don't know what is going to happen. But uh, you prepare. I would love to work in that, in, that, in, in, in give my experience a, a variety of different countries as well. I always, um, uh, you know, I'm, 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 I've been doing and I'm still doing um, at the moment um, assisting in the 21st uh, uh, national team of Finland in Finland. I was just about to come on to that. Yeah, go on. So um, I always wanted to. to to, to work in, in Germany, I think it's a really interesting culture. Uh, yeah, I, I was I was a um, couple of weeks ago uh, uh, participating, giving a talk to to work of coaches in 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 there and had some really interesting um, uh, conversations and debates about about football and 
and uh, and attacks in me uh, it'd be a different language to learn which would be a challenge uh, you know it, it, that would be something that I, I, I would like to do someday I would love to to work in, a, in the States I think um, uh, America is a, is a place that is developing really quickly and it's got a lot of potential and uh, and it's gonna keep growing and, and could be a, a good place to have a, a bigger impact in a, in a different in a different way and and um, to give that experience to my family at some point in my in my life as, as well as Japan I love Japan um, and I, 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 I will, you know it would be a, an interesting adventure if you were to go there but you know all that is the um, is the, is the things that are in the back of your mind and as I said whether it's uh, been a, um, a high coach uh, an assistant coach um, 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 that you're working in the first team uh, environment and development environment uh, whether it's in the 21s or, or younger ages whether you're doing it in this country or another country it, 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 it doesn't really matter you've got to make sure that whatever you do that, you, that you're in a good place with good people that, that you that you got a pathway to keep developing and to keep growing um, as, a, as a professional as an, as an as a person and uh, as far as you got that you're gonna be a happier person um, uh, and that's a that's a very important thing in life so um, we will see we'll see what the future bring brings us and uh, and what it takes us well I mean for my part I, I would love to see you continue the work you've done in the UK and in England particularly I'd, I'd love to see you influence more people in, in England and more coaches, more players. Um, I think there's still some work, work to be done there, but I can also understand why you might be in demand from, from other countries as well. Um, the, the Finland role, how did that come about? Um, it, it's uh, in, in football at, at this level, when you get you get to work in, 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 in a football league, it's, it's relentless. You get very little time to, 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 to keep developing and to give yourself a chance to go and watch other people work or to get yourself into a different um, uh, environment and uh, I've, I've always been very conscious because uh, even when I was started working I always wanted to keep studying that's what my motto was uh, when I was younger obviously it's very difficult once that you start working especially in professional football sure but, um, I was trying to find a way of developing in a different way and um, because of the experience uh, uh, um, my time working with Sami Hippie at Brighton um, um, and Antiniemi was a goalkeeper coach when, when, when we were together there. Uh, Antiniemi is now the um, uh, goalkeeper coach in the A national team in Finland. Okay. And, and, you know, you keep in touch with your, with your good friends in football and talking one day uh, last year, he, he said, you know, they're looking for something of uh, similar to your profile in the under 21s, the head coach. Uh, so would you would you be interested? And I would be very very keen on knowing what it looks like and what it means to be a national national team coach, whether it's a head coach or, or, or an assistant or the staff, because I think it's a very, very difficult very difficult job because I know how challenging our job is having the contact that we've got with the players, but um, in the national team level, you get in 2022 players from different realities, different individuals who live in different countries, play at different levels. Some of them play, some of them don't. Don't. Um, how you make them play as a team in in a, in a very short short space of time, where sometimes the first game and, and an international break maybe within two days. So I was really 
keen always on going and see people working in the national team. And, and when this came up, I, I was really interested. I spoke to to the gaffer and, and the club, and they were very good to me. And and and, and said, you know, it could be a good thing. Uh, most of the time that you're going to be spending there is is you giving up on your break and your days off because we stop for international breaks anyway uh, for um, longer period of time that that what we normally do. So. So well, you had to get permission from the family more than the club. Yeah, that, <laughs> that was the first step. But as I, as I said to you uh, before, my, my wife is, 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 is unbelievable and she understands uh, in the reality that we live and, and that is part of, of, of the journey. So um, when in last March, when I met them and, and they were, they, they, what, what interested me it was that it was, they were in the this, the first stage of um, of a new two years time that they yeah. had with that group of players. So yeah. it's, it was the first time they got them together. Um, it was part of um, a new movement that they've got in the national FA, where they're trying to nationalise um, the, the the FA a little bit more and change the uh, DNA or and the philosophy or how they work to to be able to be more competitive. And and his song with the A national team qualifying for the for the Euros, which is an unbelievable achievement for the uh, for the country. Uh, so they were in that early stage when uh, speaking to 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 the head coach. I got on really well straight away and spent three days with them to start with, uh, just as a guest. Um, he said, "I've got a vision. We've got a vision on how we want the team to play. I just need help to to make sure that we transform that mission uh, that vision into." Into a philosophy, um, into into concepts, into what it means in different parts of the game. Going very deep into into, he was very deep. Uh, he was very keen to go into into the detail of every concept and and, and put together like a like a, a a little map of how we wanted the team to play and, and also we wanted we wanted to develop a, the methodology of what a week uh, leading up to the game was going to be like. What the process during the different stages of the qualification was going to be, and I found that really interesting. That I was going to be an impact on that, and straight away, you know, it, it, it motivated me. And as I said, the, the gaffer and the club were very good, and and uh, uh, Nathan is an outstanding coach uh, that he's been for him in in uh, he's experienced different ways of of, of learning and uh, in. Early in his, in his career, he had the opportunity to go on and help out the and the 21s. I think it was uh, with England uh, when Gary, uh, when Southgate was uh, was the head coach. So right. I didn't he, know he understood that that could be an important phase and on getting U.S. individuals to be a a, 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 better, a better coach. And, uh, and I, I loved I loved my time there. We we got um, a talented group of players that want to learn. That are very hungry. That um, you know, and it, but it's, it's very challenging because, as I said, this is it's a complete different uh, uh, way and, and uh, of 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 approaching of approaching your coaching. Uh, you've got to be very efficient in everything that you do. You've got to make sure that you you make the bigger the bigger impact. Um, you've got to maximize the time that you're with them all the time. You've got to have a easily on the pitch. It's as much as you can do because. It could be consequences if you do too much. Um, yeah. So you've got to use the time, you've got to have meetings, individual meetings, uh, um, unit meetings, group meetings, 
you know, is 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 a really interesting thing. And and the good thing is that we've we've covered the first part of it, the um, uh, of the of that um, installing uh, that philosophy and uh, and that methodology, and uh, it's it's worked well, uh, result wise, okay for for what we're coming up against, and uh, and um, you know, the good thing is that. I feel I've been able to to make an impact there. Make a difference, yeah. Whether whether I'm able to continue uh, to do so, because I don't know what the next um, uh, my next uh, job is going to be. If I'm going to be able, or I'm going to be allowed. I, I don't know. But whatever happens, I feel that I've made I've made a difference there and uh, um, got different relationship, different people that I've met uh, this month and. Uh, it's, it's been a really interesting. If anyone um, ever get that opportunity, I will encourage them to do it because it, it, it makes you it makes you a better coach. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. That's really really interesting. I, I can see you know if you. It sounds like they've trusted you a lot. They've done you know they've obviously brought you in to implement a lot of that and uh, and giving you quite a big responsibility in some respects. So um, that that sounds a really interesting process and. It could continue. It's kind of open at the moment, yeah. Depending on your next role in the game, it, it, it was always going to be very flexible because obviously it could change um, at any point. And uh, it is it, we we it's still ongoing, obviously, because um, I'm out of work now. But I can't. We can't foresee what is going to happen. So uh, hopefully it does and give us the opportunity to finish that. That uh, give me the opportunity because as I said, I think. It, um, We've we've we put something together that will last and uh, and will benefit uh, to that group of players, that group of staff, and uh, they got good people working there. So whether yeah. I don't know, they you know it's gonna it's gonna be a um, uh, good work. is gonna be it's gonna it's gonna be done. So I think I think it also reflects really positively on you because I, I find I touched on this with with Mickey Beale a little bit that. Sometimes groups go, coaching teams go together as a package and only ever stay in a package, so the international game or club game or whatever. Um, and I think you going over there independently and creating your own story there on your own and, and then developing the relationships from scratch. Um, for, for me, if I'm a, if I'm a chairman, um, whether it's a, as a coach or as a manager, I, I, I think it's really important that, um, that clubs look at um, managers and, and coaches who can um, establish relationships and use the people that are in the club already or in the in the setup, if it's an international setup already, for continuity's purpose. And it also demonstrates confidence in your your own ability to communicate. You you get you get that through experience as well, because I know how much it's benefit me um, the exposure to be working with different managers and coaching staff throughout throughout my 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 career. Um, I've been so lucky to be working with some very, very good coaches and managers with different philosophies. Some of them similar philosophies, but different structure and different way to getting into that uh, with different messages, uh, different ways of working. And I've learned, I've, I've learned so much from every one of them. Obviously, with Nathan, the one that I'm, I'm working now is, is the one that I've had the longest uh, period, so it, it's the one that, that probably uh, together we've had a, a, the biggest impact to, to, yeah. to each other. But it, 
you know, from everyone you learn. And I, I knew that that was going to be what I was going to get from doing something like that. And I was just, I was very grateful for them to allow me to, to do that. And, and uh, you know, I, I, it, it's, um, I was, as I said to you in Germany the other day, I was, I was um, having some interesting debates about philosophies and, and um, how you coach, uh, what type of football you coach, and uh, each one of each one of us in the, as individuals, I think we've got a, a specific way that we want to play and that we would love to play. But I think for me to be um, a good, a really good coach, it, it, it requires you to be able to coach different philosophies, different uh, concepts, different styles, different structures, different formations, different because um, because that's what that's what the game needs because you might be more um, focused on something but if you only focus on that you might be neglecting some of the parts of the game and I, I'm that's what I was saying earlier about um, designing uh, the content and, and what you do during the week uh, and during the year and the micro cycles and micro cycles, however you want to call it, um, yeah. it's important that you cover everything uh, and, and that you give the best chance if you're in development football for the players to learn everything as much as you can give them uh, for a team in a, in a competitive level to be able to be as prepared as possible. So yeah. it, it's something as silly as if, if, um, if you don't do throws during the week or, or in a long time, well, that's something that you're neglecting out of the game, which is proved to be very, very important. So how you get that during the week, um, how well, what you put in, is a very, it's a, it's, 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 it's a very difficult thing to do, but a very important thing to do, to make sure that you cover everything. And it's the same in, what I'm trying to say is the same in, in how you coach um, and having experiences of been working with and for different people and to deliver a specific type of work uh, for, for that people, it's only going to get make you better. Um, you know, uh, so I, I remember a conversation that we uh, I've had uh, uh, not, not that long ago and said, uh, we were watching a session and he said, I, I never do that. Um, that's not that's not the way I coach, and I, I ask why. A lot of people don't ask, don't, don't like uh, to be asked why. I like, don't like to be challenged. Uh, but we ask why. So, well, that's not the way that um, football should be should be delivered. Um, and what we were watching, I think, yeah, if I remember correctly, it was um, an analytical, uh, unopposed um, uh, um, practice. And I thought, okay, um, that's what I used to think when ten, twelve years ago. I used to think that the way that you coach you was very specific way of coaching. But what I've learned through the experience is that it's a time and a place for everything. And um, and as far as you know and you understand what um, that specific part of that way of coaching or that um, uh, specific concept or or or, or, or practice is and what it is for and what it's going to give you or the player um, uh, as far as you know that then it's fine um, 
know, if you, if you don't do them type of practices, you might be missing an opportunity and you might be neglecting an opportunity to, the, to develop uh, or to improve in a specific aspect. Is that 90% of your, of your coaching? If that is 90% of your coaching, maybe it's not right. Is identifying what percentage and what importance and priorities, uh, how you prioritize that work um, that you put into that team, that player, um, uh, whatever you, you, you're working with, that's, I think that is the most important thing in football, identifying what is what is needed, what's important and how you put that. Because obviously guided discovery and all them things are very, very important and you've got to have them. But if you only do that, you might be neglecting some of the things as well as you do all the all the type of practices or just um, um, when just to put in a sample if, if you if you're working with a, with, with a young group and um, and they never experience playing three at the back you're neglecting that pla that player an opportunity to have an understanding of how that that feels like uh, uh, what it needs to you know what, what so you might you might that that same player that is playing on a on a, on a back four for a, for a long time in his development, when he moves to to the first team level, or what he's getting, or might go somewhere else, he might need that part of of the development. And if you have not given to him, I think you fail him a little bit as a coach or as a club or as, a, as an organisation. And I think uh, that 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 as as you can see, that really. Um, um, that motivates me a, a, a lot and I, I like talking about that a, a lot because I think it's, it's really important. A lot of people get caught up on philosophies, style of play, structures. And, um, I think you always have to have that, but you have to have a, a, an understanding of what is needed, uh, different stages of the game, different moments of the, uh, of the, of the season when you're in a competitive team. And, 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 uh, and that, that, that's why I'm, I'm that passionate about that side of, 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 of coaching. I was going to ask you. I was going to ask you a little bit more about your philosophy on the game. Uh, I don't really like the word philosophy personally, but um, you know your, your approach to the game. But I think you've answered it really eloquently there. Um, I 100% agree with you. I think the example you give with the three at the back for for let's say an under 16s team, a cadete team. If if you've got a kid who's only ever played in a in a back four, um, he's going to be very structured. As I must say, he's a, he's a, he's a centre, central defender. He's going to be very structured in, in that process. He's always going to expect to have support on the outside of him. Uh, he's not going to know what it feels like to defend in wide areas, isolated, 1v1 or as much. And yeah, But the reason why people do it or don't do it is either they don't know or they, they perhaps think that the results are more important than, than giving that kid the experience. That's the, my 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 take on it just very briefly um but i i i, I couldn't I could, I, if you asked me to try and uh explain my views on the game and the way it should be played and the way it should be coached i would have said almost exactly the same as what you've said probably just not as eloquently it, it's, it's um you know it's, it's only it's only the way I, I i see it and you know you can word it different differently and but i think it, it's important that for example, you're in a club and you're in an academy that you you've got the duty to to expose the player to them sort of experiences um, at some point during the during the development. Um, so 
you know, I'm, it's, it's valid, and, and that's that's. It's, it's a responsibility. Yeah, it's a responsibility that perhaps people don't appreciate. Yeah, because you might um, you might decide that you play a specific formation all through the development of of, of uh, the development phase of, of um, in a club. That's a club, a, a club, but. I mean, you might have so many positives about about that sort of perspective and approach to de to development, but you might. That's why I don't like neglecting things, uh, aspects of the game, and, and you yeah. might be neglecting that because uh, we, we put in the sample of the back three, but uh, I've got I've got so many examples of um, conversations, and I never like. Um, Naming names because you don't want to put words in anyone's uh, mouth. But I've, I've had players that you know that all they have done, for example, in uh, defending um, defending uh, set place uh, structures was uh, zone marking because he's he's. But yeah, and he will say, or someone that is being within will say, well, that's all. That's the only thing they can do is you can you can be a zone. Well, that's not good, is it? We've missed, somehow, he's missed the experience and, and the uh, learning experience of um, of uh, man marking. He might need needed to do it at any point, whether you, you like that sort of marking or not. Um, but it's going to be an important part of, of, his, of his development. If you don't cover that, if you don't give an opportunity to just to, 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 to to learn through through doing it is it's going to be very difficult and it will get to the latest uh, stages of his career uh, not latest when he gets to a, a closer to that uh, competitive and, and professional football when you might when you may realize is that you minimizing the opportunities that that player got to get in the team stay in the team and develop his his his, his, his career so uh, that that's that's what I think is important. That whatever you do as a organization, club, age group, um, you try to to give the best chance possible for that player to be to, to be successful. I, I agree. Like I said, I, I, I reflect that. The one point I'm going to make, and 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 this is we'll, we'll close on this, is there's actually a little bit of a, a contradiction in in what I say sometimes because. I 100% agree with that, but I also believe that the academy system in the UK, as an example, has created a lot of young players that play the same way. They can be universal. I use the word universal almost in a derogatory term, in as much as they can play central areas, receive the ball on both sides of their body, receive back to goal, receive facing the opposition's goal, and they can pass, they can run with the ball. They can defend a little bit. They understand shape and balance and, and, and pressure. And they can do all of these things. And so they might play number 10 or they might play number four or they might play number eight. Um, but I don't see enough, in my opinion, players being produced with 1v1 capabilities in wide areas. I don't see enough centre-backs who defend like a defender needs to do, needs to do to win football matches repeatedly and therefore be a successful footballer when they reach the end of their journey. I don't see enough um, centre forwards who pull the trigger when, or know how to create half a yard to pull the trigger. I see far too many centre forwards who want to play build up when they're seven yards from goal. 
Um, and I, I'm just, that's a very real sweeping generalization, but there's a contradiction in what I'm saying there with what we've just said. And you're right. And if it's, it's difficult to generalize because you don't, we don't really know. And um, I really think that, did you actually, I see, um, I, I, I was uh, watching Arsenal on the 23s yesterday, uh, playing against uh, Dinamo Zagreb in the International Premier League Cup. And uh, you do actually see them dif differences in players. And I think I think um, um, we're making uh, and, and academy systems are making uh, massive strides on on, uh, on on improving on that because you do start you you you're starting to see different players. Uh, players that defend well, that want to. I agree, it's, it's improving for sure. It, but, but I, but I think it, it needs to keep to keep being talked about and to be to to keep being developed. And um, there's a lot of investment going into into academies. There's a lot of uh, uh, time putting it, effort putting it to you know. And I would got the resources to be able to cover all that and to make sure that we give players um, because then it might be. <laughs> Because what we can do is lose focus. What is important, um, and uh, for me, what is important is to be able to give the, each player the best chance possible to succeed, uh, um, both in football and in in in, in the in the lives. And uh, if if you go towards the other side of things, uh, the, the the flip side of things, what you might think, well, got to that player has got to cover everything, and you got to be Steve on everything. He might stop doing what he's very good at, uh, which I think. Be, and I, I've seen the, the I've seen that side of things. Yeah, there's a balance, yeah. isn't there? Exactly. And uh, I've seen a player saying to me, um, said to me, what, what, was you, "What have you done that?" I've just, just been told that I need to give a variety in, in, in my games. Well, every time that you take a player on, you go on the outside nine times out of ten. So nine times out of ten, you get that half a yard to put a cross in, and a very specific cross. If you do that, and this player is at the level of uh, competitive first team football, where he's fighting for a career, for you know getting a good contract, and so if if you you're able to do that, as it's not a lot more that we can ask uh, every game from you, and if we make it work somewhere else where we know what your cross is going to be. If you do that enough, you're going to get assists, we're going to get goals. And it, if that's the best plan, if that's the best plan for the team and therefore his individual role. Yes, yeah. yes I need you to be, to to try to improve in, in, in different things, but don't stop doing what you're very good at. Because then it's not going to, it's not going to help you. It's not going to help you. So I think, uh, just to, to run, to run the, I think there's enough resources, enough good coaches, enough good people thinking about the game and developing the games. And I think I'll see it every day more and more often. Um, in my my very, you know, modest opinion, that it's been better. But it's important that we give a good balance. That, that, that you know that, that, that we give um, enough exposure to the player to different type of football, different type of practices, different type of. Uh, uh, learning and uh, coaching styles for for them to be. I think the war is is to make sure that that them players are more coachable coachable in the future. So yeah. when they go to a first team level, 
you don't know what that first, what that player, that 12 year old that you're coaching now, is going to be, is going to be, who is going to be playing under, what type of coach is going to have, what type of football is going to be asked to, you know, what some some of the football and the the the, the um, concepts that that have been developed now at the top level. When that player was 12. Yeah. Yeah. No one it, has, it, has, it has a relationship, they never, doesn't it? Yeah. They, never, they never existed. So, so all you can do is to make sure that they more coachable also for when that, uh, whatever is required for them at a professional level, that, they, that they're ready for it and they, yeah. they're able to absorb it to make sure that they, that they, that they the players that are prepared to keep developing whichever stage of their career there. Agreed. Agreed. Well, I think that was a that was a re I mean, a really good discussion. And, and uh, I, I, look, I could continue this conversation all day. I'm pretty sure you could as well. Um, but I'm, I'm going to wrap things up, given that we're over an hour and a half into the call, and it's just gone like that. Um, <laughs> I didn't realise. Wow, it's incredible, isn't it? Uh, but but look, I, I, I want to say a couple of things. I mean, first of all and foremost, thank you for your time. I really appreciate it. Um, I've enjoyed it, and I'm absolutely positive that. The people who listen to this or watch it on YouTube are going to really, really enjoy it. Um, I think you're going to give them a lot of food for thought, a lot of inspiration. I think for you to have arrived in the UK and been almost begging Sunday League teams to, to, to for you to get involved, and then to go on a few years later and be um, uh, be winning football matches from one dugout opposite Marcelo Bielsa. Um, as part of, a, of a, a championship coaching team, I think is an incredible journey, an inspiring one. Um, and you haven't really changed in my experience in that in that period of time. You, as a person, you, you know your values and how how you communicate and, and, and your humility, and, and also most importantly, your love for the game. It's, it's it comes across very loud and proud in this conversation, and um, I've really enjoyed it. So thanks so much, mate. Thank you for your for for the interest, for, for for your time, and listen, it's been a, it's been a pleasure and. Uh, and uh, hopefully we can we can do we can do the same um, uh, with uh, some tapas in Spain uh, sometime. Anytime. I may even be able to conduct some of it in Spanish. But for now, I'm, uh, I'm. I mean, that's the other thing, by the way. You know, you've just talked for an hour, for an hour and a half in a second language, um, so articulately. Um, I think it's it's incredibly impressive. I think uh, as British people, we often take. For granted, when when coaches come from from outside the country and come in, and we expect them to speak English, I know how hard it is to go into another country and speak the language. And uh, as I say, you get your points across as well as or better than a lot of English people do. I still find it difficult, and I think my uh, two-year-old daughter has got a, bit, a better accent than than, than me and a better pronunciation. But we we try, we try our best. Thank you. Yeah, you're doing a good job. You're doing a good, good job. Listen, thanks so much, Joaquin. Very, all the very best for the future. We'll speak again, I'm sure. But um, yeah, all the very best for the future and have a great Christmas with your family. Thanks. Same, same here. Merry Christmas. Thanks, Joaquin. Take care. Thank you.